0: everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Drama Surgery Podcast. Um, I hope you guys are having a great week so far. It's snowy where I am, so I'm indoors and you know, closing up to all the dramas that I want to watch, and I would like to share those with you guys. So this is another episode of the Watchlist Digest. So to start off with, I want to talk about the first drama I'm watching, which is Marry My Husband. <laughs> I talked about this drama last week, and it was like the topic of my episode last week. So this is just a continuation because i have now watched episode 5 and 6 and honestly i am still loving this drama it's still very very good and just little things here and there i wanted to talk about first of all i really like how park minion's character is progressing right if there's one thing i would say about like rebirth dramas and just like this trope in general i don't like it when they give the female lee just or like the protagonist, the power and the ability to just fix things easily. So in this case, Park Min Young's character, right, Jiwon she's someone that is naturally a shy and just scared person, right. That's I think a result of being an orphan, right. And so she doesn't fight for things, and she always gives in to people, and you know, when she finally has this rebirth, I like the fact that she does not change instantly, right? There's still that fear she has. Um, there's still that fear to talk out and speak out for herself and stuff like that. And I like the fact that she's learning that little by little and how to speak up for herself, how to fight others for what is rightfully hers, right? So in this episode six, that I just aired, I like the fact that she finally took down our boss's boss, Um just by planning a few things and, you know, getting that done. So I just, I like the fact that she's growing as a character. And I also like the fact that she wants to do this on her own, right? She wants to take down all these people and fight back on her own. Even though UJok offers his help, she rejects it because this is something that, you know, she has to do for herself and she has to grow in this way. And I like the fact that Yujok also doesn't undermine her in that way right he recognizes that this is something that she wants to do and succeeding all on her own right he just is there kind of as a buffer in case she needs him but he doesn't step in because she has kind of hinted that this is something she wants to handle and I just like the fact that he goes along with it right I like that scene where you know you see the chain of command as they sign the papers that is going to basically be the marketing for the advertisement that was based on her idea right you know at that moment he just decides you know he's gonna sign it anyways because he trusts that she knows what she's doing and she's able to kind of succeed in taking down this director and i really like that part as well right it's just a little tidbit that was there that made me like made my heart sing and you know it's just really fantastic to me it's almost like she's taking out this little people for the final boss which is sumin our best friend right and so by the time she's ready to take out sumin she'll have the you know i guess train need (laughs) needed the kind of psychological training she needs to take those people on right because swimming is swimming and pack me one they are like People that are more integrated with her life, right? It's very difficult for her to remove herself from the situation that you know she's been put in over the years because everybody again sees swimming as her best friend, sees Parkmin as a good like boyfriend, and that's not true. And I guess she can't just remove herself from that situation because again, there's a reason why she's still with Parkmin, right? She wants swimming to feel like she's taking him away from her, right? And so that's why she's still dating him. So I like the fact that. Everything is still going kind of slowly, but at the same time, our romance with Yujiok is kind of picking up, right? I like the fact also that Yujiok is not like just that cold male lead character which is kind of boring like we've seen that a billion times right they've given him more of a nuance more of, he's kind of a nerd actually <laughs> like he's a certified nerd um but he's a cheval nerd so you know no one cares that he's a nerd um and i like the fact that they've kind of moved their romance forward at least at this point in episode like five um he's already confessed his feelings for her and you know i'm looking forward to their future moments because i think they have good chemistry um first of all the height difference is amazing like i don't know how tall naeem Wu is but he comes across as really tall at least when standing next to pak min young like she looks really really short next to him and so they have that going for them at least right so i am really looking forward to their romantic moments and Uh, I just want to say, because this happened in episode 6, at the end of episode 6, and this is a spoiler if you've not seen episode 6, but they've finally found out that they've both time-traveled, right? And the way that this came about was because of BTS, right? So, Yujiok asks her, when he sees her playing BTS, that, oh, you like BTS too? So do I. And she's like, she likes Dynamite more. I think that's like her favorite song or something. And then... (laughs) jerk is like, oh, I like Spring Day better. By the way, me too, I also like Spring Day, like, a lot. But he's like, oh, I like Spring Day better, right? And that kind of gives them that sense of, like, wait, but those songs aren't, like, released yet. It's 2013, BTS just debuted, (laughs) like, so it's funny to me because last week, I went on an old, like, tangent about BTS. And I didn't know this was coming. And so when I saw this, I was so happy because it was, like, it justified. (laughs) my digression last week and i just loved the fact that they put that in there like those bts appearing because yeah that scene just made my day but yeah generally i'm just enjoying this drama and i always look forward to monday and tuesday because those are like the my my husband days and again Park Young is killing this like she's just beautiful to watch she's a great actress and you know she just brings me so much joy and so I am in this right like no one can say anything bad about this drama for me at this moment it's just so good and thankfully I did not read the webtoon, so I am looking at this very fresh in mind and I've even heard that for Puda I've read the webtoon that it's deviating in good ways At least that's what I've heard um so I think this is just all around a good drama hopefully they keep up the pacing and you know they don't rush everything towards the end because i hate when that happens but yeah that's the first drama i am currently watching and then the second drama i am watching is the drama night flower which is starring Ioni and ijongwon Um, And it's about this widow that basically masks as a vigilante because, I mean, this is a historical drama and, you know, like in historical times, Joseon and everything, like there's a lot of class division and a lot of just like injustice that goes on and so she a widow masks because i guess she knows martial arts and stuff like that and it's really good up to now i really like the male lead that's here um a young one um that's playing the official there's just something about him that i really like and i can already tell they have chemistry the only issue i have with historical dramas like this is that she's a widow right and he's an unmarried young man there is no way (laughs) Right, there's no way in hell they're ever gonna end up together, and so you just know at the end it will be like some oh um their friends or like they later meet in a foreign country like it's going to be something that just won't work for me and i i'm already kind of pissed because i know that was going to happen and i'll be so sad when that happens but i'm really enjoying it for now Iani is very good she's acting this like she's just a really good actress and a lot of the like supporting cast there are people i have seen before and so i am very excited for the whole mystery behind what is going on why her brother is missing and I would just say that this also reminds me of the matchmakers where the female lead is in the family, like she's in the dragon's lair, right, in the family of like the villains, right, and so in this one too, like the female lead is in the family of, I'm um, pretty sure, the villain characters, right, she's the daughter-in-law of that family. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how she navigates that, um, and I just want to see. <laughs> that the person playing a mother-in-law in in this, right, Kimmy Kyung, (laughs) this lady is in everything, she's also the mother in, welcome to Samdari, like, she's in everything, and it's amazing, like, I don't know how she does this, and you know can juggle all these dramas at once but somehow she manages to do it and it's amazing and i just loved seeing her in this again like she's just getting that back like it's amazing but yeah i remember seeing her and being like wow she's here again but again the supporting cast in this is amazing a lot of people i recognize a lot of just like veteran supporting actors and actresses are here and so you just know it's going to be good and he already started on like a high note in terms of rating i think he started on like a seven point something right And so hopefully it keeps going and keeps being good and you know I look forward to future episodes then moving on the third drama I'm watching is the Japanese drama Sahara Sensei to Tokiku and this is a real drama that honestly I was not that enthusiastic about to begin with so basically this is a drama about this high school boy Toki that basically likes his teacher Sahara and that's basically the story here, right? The thing is, Stokie is like a delinquent, right? Um, And he's not someone that pays attention. Like, teachers are scared of him and students, you know, avoid him and stuff like that. But you find out as time goes on that he's actually just a cinema role. Like, he's such a cutie. Like, he's so cute and everything. And, you know, you just love watching his shenanigans. And... <laughs> is actions because they are just so funny and comical um honestly i wasn't so lonely at the beginning but now i am particularly interested not just for the male leads story but also for the secondary couple's story so the story between the stepbrothers so i guess they are just brothers but, like, not really, um, and so, Todo Shinji and Todo Takuya, right, they are brothers that, you know, one was adopted after his, um, family, like, passed and everything, that is, like, the ship I am on, (laughs) And that's what's keeping me watching every week because I wanna see how that ends. And so they've got my attention as well, right? It's a really, really good drama that, you know, I think if you're looking for something just just easy to watch, fun, this is a drama for you, right? Um, it's a lot of good vibes generally, despite how it might seem at the beginning. And again, it's very short, it's just like what, twenty twenty minutes per episode. So again, I recommend this if you want something just, like, in your downtime. It's very, very good as well. And finally, this next drama I want to talk about... is not a drama that's airing, but it's a drama that has finally got an airing date. And it's one I have been waiting for <laughs> since, like, June last year. Like, I've been waiting for this for so long. And it's basically... Royal Road, or I guess it's the impossible year as of like this episode that I'm recording um starring E.J. Wook, e. Jin Young and Aung Suju. This drama <laughs> I have been waiting for this for like I feel like almost a year right I don't know why I assumed it would year in 2023 because E.J. Wook had like Alchemy of Souls was in 2022 so I assumed E.J. Wook's next drama would be 2023 and I was waiting patiently and the only thing that came out from E.J. was Death's Game, where he was a cameo in one episode. And I will say, by the way, he was the best part of that drama, at least the part one. I haven't watched part two because I'm no longer interested. <laughs> but he was the best part of the part one. And I have been dying, dying. Because there's something about E.J. and his acting. He's easily one of the best in his age like age group i feel like like he's just so good at acting and he's basically captured my heart i am a huge fan i am one of those people that will like go to his page and check if there's a new drama so i also know he has another drama uh with joe Bois coming out sometime later right so again super super excited and you know Iju Young is also somebody that I have watched in like Imitation and Brave Citizen. And so I mean he always plays the (laughs) villain sometimes. But honestly I feel like he's going to get his heyday and just like switch to male only because he has that vibe about him that is male lead worthy as well right and so you know him being in this is like just bonus for me and then on sujo as well i saw her in Lost Rock in the city and i remember liking her so much because our uh, chemistry with imino i mean it was short like it was one episode i think they were in and it was so good right and so i am looking forward to this drama it airs in february 2024 and you know i'm going to be seated guys like i am so going to be there (laughs) when it first drops because like ej can't do no wrong in my book like he can do no wrong so that's the other drama that i am looking forward to and so just like that we come to the end of this episode um i am optimistic about 2024 (laughs) And the kind of dramas that are coming out this year. A lot of my favorites are coming back. So that's a plus. So yeah. um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Again, I'll see you guys again next week. Have a nice day. Bye.